Today's episode of the Sidious Mag Podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network is brought to you by the Sidious Mag Newsletter. Sign up at SidiousMag.substack.com to get your weekly fix of all the latest news, commentary, and more from all around the running world provided by yours truly. Every week, we're doing a giveaway like some of our crew neck sweaters, our hoodies. I've implemented a crossword puzzle that's been a hit with some of the readers. The newsletter also lets you keep up with all of the podcasts and shows that we're releasing all across the Sidious Mag podcast family. It's once a week and keeps you in the know. It takes two seconds to sign up. It's SidiousMag.substack.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. So sign up today. This is a short and special episode of the podcast after the big news that U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials champion Alphine Tulyamuk is pregnant with her first child, a baby girl is expected in late January. She made the announcement on Sunday afternoon in an Instagram post. I published a feature story for Sports Illustrated about how she came to this decision, but it also dives into her family's history because she is one of 32 siblings. Now she's finally starting her own family. So the link to that story is included in the show notes, and I'd appreciate it if you guys went and gave it a read. It's got some insight from Northern Arizona elite head coach Ben Rosario on what her road back might look like. And it's also got some insight from Hoka Oneone sports marketing manager Mike McManus on how Alphine is not going to be facing any reductions or she's not going to have to rush back into action. In fact, she just re-signed with them for the next four years. So she's going to have plenty of time to get ready for the Tokyo Olympics in August. And this just became one of the most inspirational stories to follow ahead of Tokyo. Apologies for the audio quality. I initially did not intend to release this as a podcast. I recorded it off of my iPhone speaker. But my coach, Kate Gustafson, told me after I shared the story with her that Alphine is such a bright light in our sport. And so I figured you guys would appreciate hearing from her. So here is Alphine Tuliamuk. The big announcement. What is it, and how did we get to this point? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, so the big announcement is that um, we are having a baby girl in January, which is literally seven under seven and a half weeks from now, which is insane. I'm not even ready. (laughs) I feel like that's not how it's supposed to be. Nine months is supposed to be long. Um, how did we arrive here? Well, um, in mid-April, it was actually towards, uh, probably like the last 10 days or so of April, you know, um, I went, I went out on a workout and I was super excited, of course, like, you know, like once the, I guess, okay, let me go back a little bit. Once the trials were, I mean, the Olympics was postponed, I was, you know, like still, I still had hope that New York City Marathon was going to happen and the spring marathons of 2021 were going to happen. And so I was heartbroken, but at the same time, I was like, well, I have another chance to have two marathons under my belt. You know, I could run an amazing race in New York and in the spring, maybe even like try to go run fast. Mm-hmm. But then the last few days of April, you know, I read something that um, Berlin, which I think is in September, 
said that they weren't they weren't gonna host the race because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then that very same day, um, Chicago put out a statement telling you know people that they could take the they could get the refund for registration like on May fifth. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. So Berlin is in September. Chicago is three weeks from New York City Marathon, which means there's a chance New York City Marathon was not going to happen. And anybody that knows me knows that the only way for me to get through, you know, hard times is having hope that, you know, something is coming. Like, for example, when I was in there last year, um, you know, my coach and I talked and he's like, you have to know that New York City might not happen. And I was like, no, the only way for me to make it to, you know, uh, the Olympic trials is to have in the back of my mind that I'm still going to do New York, even if it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so that hope of running New York City Marathon last year really kept me grounded and, you know, like, stay healthy or, like, you know, not screw things up during my recovery so that I could actually run New York, and it happened. And so knowing that there was a chance I wasn't going to be able to run New York City Marathon, I was like, "Mm." and so when I saw that that day, I was like, you know what? Maybe we do have time to think about having a family. And I remember Tim was working, and I remember Tim texting him and, like, not even like discussing really, but saying, Hey, we are gonna have a baby. <laughs> and he's like, Uh, what? And let's talk about this when I get home, and I'm like, Uh, what's that talk about? Anyway, but, um, um, so he comes home and he's like, Are you sure about this? Maybe we should wait, you know, like a couple of weeks. And I'm like, Okay, listen. We have a timeline. If we are going to make it to the Olympics, we have a very, very short window, you know? Like, we can't, um, three months from now, we can't say, let's start a family because that is really, really close to the Olympics because I need to be able to come back from having a child and, you know, train and get ready for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, I mean, we were both ready, though. It was just afraid that, I might be, you know, like jumping the gun and like regretting it. And he, of course, he supports my career 100%. And he doesn't want to be the one, you know, like uh, pulling me back again. So, yeah. And that's basically how it happened. And literally a week later, we were pregnant. So thanks to whatever alignment was there. But yeah, I'm, I'm just really lucky that, um, you know, we were, I was healthy. And that, I mean, I've always um, taken really good care of myself, and I've always known that I wanted to have a family, and I remember, like, even with my training, I'm like, I always know that my training is enough to not restrict me, because, I mean, we've had about women who, for example, they overtrain and they lose their period and stuff like that, and I was like, I always told my coaches, I did, my priority is to be healthy, and I know that I want to have a family when I want to, and so I'm just grateful that that happened. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this you know, this is a decision to start a family. It's it's you and, and Tim, your guys' decision. But um, did you consult uh, Coach Rosario or anyone before? Yes, and so the way I view what my career is, it's a partnership. You know, it's a partnership between me and Hawker through NSC Elite, it's a partnership between me and my, my how my agent, you know, Howie Management, and so actually, uh, after I talked to Tim, I called Howie, and I said, hey, Howie, what do you think is going to happen for the rest of this year? You know, this is what I'm hoping to do, and Howie was actually 100% on board with it. He's like, he was like, 
You know, you're right. Looking at the timeline, I don't think there's a high chance in New York it's not going to happen. And you have, you know, time, so you might as well go ahead and try. And then my coach, on the other hand, was, you know, a little bit like, okay, put the brakes on a little bit. Are you sure about this? We don't know yet, you know, like, it's only April. It's only like, you know, April, we don't know if New York is going to happen or not. We don't know what the virus is going to do. But, you know, ultimately, he was okay with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've always seen things as a partnership. And if anybody knows me, they know that I can't really keep a secret. Like, mm-hmm. actually, funny thing, a funny story, I want to take you back a little bit. Back in February, I sat down with Kurt Rosario and I told him, I said, just so you know, I have a plan of starting a family at the end of this year. And this is weird because it's like, I'm supposed to be thinking about, say, Olympic trials, not starting a family. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to let you know that that's my plan, you know? And so he always, he always knew that I had that in the back of my mind. But, you know, it was so soon to come, you know, back in April and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start a family now. But, yeah, so I, I talked to them and I made sure that they were aware of what was going on. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is my career and I want to make sure that I have the support of my support system. That way I have a peace of mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you take me through the moment when the, the pregnancy test came back and said you're having a baby? Oh, my God. You was Okay, so a couple of things. I don't have patience. <laughs> so I told myself that, you know, I mean, I've always been regular with my period and all that. And so I knew uh, when I was ovulating because I was also testing for that. And so I was like, okay, I need to wait two weeks, you know, and then I can test. And then guess what? I didn't wait two weeks. I only waited one week. <laughs> and then I tested and it was negative and I was so sad. I remember feeling like my body has had failed me. I remember feeling so down. But then I was like, but it's only one week. And so I went and did a lot more reading and it's like, even if you're pregnant, just one week, you, you won't know that. So I waited, um, I waited four more days. <laughs> and then I, and then I, um, I told him, you know, I was like, hey, I'll let you know, you know, like, we can do the testing together. But then I, like, actually, during Mother's Day, which was exactly, um, like, a week, like, from when I got pregnant, I started, you know, like, feeling this cramping without, like, you know, from what I, my reading was, like, implantation. So I was like, okay, there's a chance I'm pregnant. But then four days later, I tested it, and I saw, you know, like, it showed positive, but it wasn't, you know, like, I, I used the strip that shows the positive sign, you mm-hmm. know, and so I was like, okay, this could be true. And then I waited three more days and I tested again. I had, you know, like more testing kits and it said pregnant and oh my God, I, I, I was very, very happy. I, I was happy on February 29, but I think that when I saw that uh, positive pregnancy test, it was basically the highlight of my entire year. And you know what, looking back now, and honestly, the way I feel, the place that I am in mentally and emotionally, I am very, very happy. I'm I'm really happy. Like, I don't think I've ever been happier. So, You told me about the WhatsApp group that has like 10 of your siblings. What was their reaction to the news or how did you tell them? (laughs) So, okay, interestingly, uh, in my culture, and I think in most African cultures, especially, you know, like... um, in the villages, we don't really talk about pregnancy much. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, people who see if you're pregnant, so it's not like you go announcing to everybody that you're pregnant. People celebrate when the baby's born more than celebrating you being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually very hard for me to tell my siblings. Um, and even my mom, I remember I, I, there was a time that I talked to my mom and I wanted to tell her, but I, I couldn't. And so I actually didn't tell my mom until like a week ago, literally. A week ago, for, um, really? Wow. Yes. <laughs> like I, I tried that one time, I couldn't. But then I talked to my older sister and I told her, and it wasn't, I, I, in fact, I told her when I was only six weeks pregnant. And then I, my younger sister, I was talking to her and then I sent her pictures on WhatsApp. I was on the phone with her and I'm like, hey, you know, check out this. And then she was like, shut She thought it was a prank. <laughs> And then after that, I waited like a couple months ago is when I shared. And then I told one of my brothers and then I shared with all of them. But then my brother who is here, though, he was very excited and very happy. He was like, I can't believe you didn't tell me sooner. Uh, because, again, you know, like he's kind of uh, adapted to the culture here. Mm-hmm. And my family back home, it took a while for me to open up and tell them that. And I even remember, like, I, I, I was telling... Um, one of my extended family, like, we were on, like, Kim um, and I were on video, and I was like, hey, by the way, like, you know, we're having a baby, and I remember, like, they were kind of, like, almost embarrassed and kind of shocked. They didn't know what to say. Hmm. Because culturally, you know, you don't really, like, announce things like that. So after that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, and then I told my mom, too, like, a couple of weeks ago, and, she was definitely like she didn't really okay. We don't we don't have words for excitement in my in my language. Mm-hmm. But she was definitely like, okay, this is good, you know. And then she was like, uh, so how far long are you? Just to make sure that I'm not pranking her. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I was like, so are you gonna come hang out with me? She's like, maybe. <laughs> I guess, like, you, you told your mom, have you told your aunt? Because I'm curious about, like, what you learned about being a mom from your own mother and the, and from your aunt yeah. that you hope to be like them. I actually have not had a chance to tell my aunt yet. Um, and part of that is, too, that, you know, I haven't really announced to everybody, so I have not had a chance to tell my aunt. I've mm-hmm. just told my, like, I told, like, from back home, I only told my mom, and my dad, which, by the way, my dad one day called me and he was like, why haven't you told me about my grandkids? And I'm like, what kids? He's like, well, you're getting older. And I was kind of shocked because <laughs> he's never asked me that before. So I, I had to tell him everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I told my my immediate siblings. I haven't really told a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You talked to me about how challenging sometimes it can seem raising a family in the United States and how different it is in Kenya because in Kenya, there's so much of the community that helps with it. So yeah. as you start a family here in the United States, um, how do you, I guess, like see some of those challenges or like, are, are you just like fully adjusted or know just kind of what it's like based off of, I don't know, I guess you interact with Steph and Kellen a lot. So you're able to see what that's like, right? Yeah, I am actually terrified. I am terrified uh, of <laughs> just me and Tim raising a child. It makes me very, very sad because I, I feel like I want my child to have the kind of childhood that I had. 
and I know that I'm not going to be able to give her that because we don't have, you know, a lot of family around. I, I even wish that my brother lives here or lives close to me. Um, so it terrifies me because um, I, I just don't know. I always, you know, was around, uh, you know, little kids and there were so many of us and thinking about just the three of us alone really makes me sad and terrifies me. Um, Yes, I have seen what Stephanie and Kellen have done, but I don't think I have adapted to that yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will. I mean, I see what people do, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know how they manage that. I mean, it seems like a lot of work, but I also know that team is very, very supportive. It's different from the Kenyan men, you know, like, for example, my dad was never, you know, like, around to raise us. It was usually, it's usually Easter women and uh, the other kids that basically help uh, raise a child, mm-hmm. you know, that the dad is just the provider, but at least with the American culture, you know, that dad is very handsome. So that gives me a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, um, how do I say, uh, I, I guess kind of safety net, mm-hmm. knowing that he's always going to be there and we will be able to raise the child together. But I would have definitely loved, you know, to have like, other little kids around, you know, like my nieces and nephews uh, to grow up with my daughter, so it would have been nice. Um, and, and I think, you know, we've talked about that, like, um, you know, whenever we have the opportunity, say, like, next year, post-Olympics and all that, you know, like, we'll be able to hopefully go home and, you know, like, have our kid interact with my, uh, you know, my nieces and nephews, and we'll try to give her the experience that I, that I had. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same, but we'll try. Right. And also, you know, here in Santa Fe, too, the big thing is that Tim grew up here. Um, he has a few friends who have young kids, too, and we are very good friends with them. So I think that will also help because, you know, we'll be able to still hang out. It's not the same, but at least she will, like our daughter will still have, you know, like some friends. Mm-hmm. The fact yeah. that it, it, it's a daughter, does that get you more excited or are you just excited in general to, to, to have a kid? <laughs> You know, I will say this. Um, I was hoping to have a daughter just because I feel like I will know what to do. But more importantly, honestly, like when I found out that we were having a girl, I was relieved. Mm-hmm. I was relieved because that was also the time when we were having a lot of uh, racial tensions. Mm-hmm. And the thought of having a baby boy uh, scared me because I was like, okay, my son could be driving home, you know, and he gets pulled over and he's scared and he's trying to pick up a phone to call us and he gets shot because they think he's pulling out a gun. And that really, it makes me sad even today to to think about that. And so I was very relieved when I found out that we were having a girl because one, I mean, I know that I can, I know how to like help her, but two, I know that her chances of, you know, growing to be, an adult is higher than having a black boy. And that is just, I don't think any parent be or any parent for that matter should ever have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Alvin, do you remember when we spoke back in March, like this is right after the trials, we did an interview. And then after the interview, 
you and I, I kind of had like a, just a general, just a friendly conversation. And in it, you told me it was because we were, I asked you some questions about, you know, just race and identity in America because of how people sometimes see, you know, African born runners in America. And this is before, you know, all the racial tension. And you, has that, you think, do you think that's changed a little bit because of how much everything has, you know, been heightened over the next, uh, over the last couple months where you now, you, you know, it is, it's an important part of your identity. It has actually, it has changed significantly. Um, I think I'm more aware of, um, you know, my race now than I ever have been. And it's crazy because like, um, you know, sometimes like I go to say if I went to high end um, shopping mall, you know, like, and I, like, I wonder like, if I went there, like, a part of me thinks, like, is somebody watching me to see if I'm there to steal something? Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, I think about, you know, like, I've read, I, I, I think there were a couple athletes that you interviewed, actually, um, that they were telling you about their stories about how, like, one of them was driving a nice car, and he got stuck just because they thought there was no way he could have, like, bought that car, and he definitely stole it. And so I think about that, like, if I'm driving down, um, you know, like, a street, and somebody sees me, like, will they react and think, oh, maybe she stole that car. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, it definitely has changed a lot. Like, or if I am, um, you know, in a neighborhood, I mean, here in Santa Fe, we are very diverse, and even flat stuff. But I just think about, like, if I was in a different city, and if I was in a certain neighborhood, would people look at me, and the first thing that comes to their mind is, if I was there to steal or do something, you know, bad. It definitely has changed a lot. I know that I've been shielded for a very long time, but I think these last few months have changed me a lot. And, um, you know, watching a lot of, uh, like, clips of people, like, black people, like, being called cops on for no particular reason other than the fact that they're black has definitely made me aware of a lot of things. And now that I'm about to be a mom, I think I'm even more aware. Mm-hmm. One last thing that, because I spoke to Mike McManus uh, from Hoka, and it was interesting because, you know, last year you followed the sport closely and, and you saw, you know, every, the stories that came out with Kara and with uh, Allison Felix about, and Alicia Montano about the maternity policies that, that came out. Um, and when I spoke to Mike, I was just kind of asking him a little bit about uh, you know, what, what is Hoka's policy going to be with you? And if you're going to face anything, uh, or have to do, you know, uh, appearances or any obligations. And he said, no, I mean, it's for, for Hoka that never really was part of, you know, the deal and like something that they didn't really think about, um, when those stories came out. So for you to have the support of Hoka through this, what does that sort of mean to you after seeing those stories last year? It was incredible, and I was actually tweeting a lot about those stories at the time. I was retweeting and all that just because I knew that I wanted to have a family someday, and I definitely didn't want to be a victim of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, seeing what my situation has been now, and with, I mean, Mike actually, uh, through my agent, Hoka was like, we want Alfin to have a baby and we want her to take her time to come back. I have not been given any reduction clauses. I've not been given like a, you know, like a timeline to get back to training. I, I don't have any stipulations on my contract. And actually, my contract was renewed very, very early on for the next four years. So I am very, very grateful. It just goes a long way 
to um, justify to me that when I chose to uh, go work with Hawker, it was the right decision, you know, like I, I always believed in Hawker, you know, I believed in the way they treated women and I now believe in that more than ever. And, you know, like our new contract with NAZ Elite, you know, like provides uh, uh, health insurance for, for us athletes and it, it also stipulates that like it has in writing that athletes who wish to start families while they're still competing are not going to be penalized for that. And I think that's just incredible for a company that is still, you know, young to have to be born like that. I think we are showing an example to all these other big companies that this is how things should be done. You know, I feel like Hawker has always looked out for my interest. And I see that now more than ever. And I'm just so grateful to work for a company like that. Definitely. Okay, one, one last one. August 7th. The, the marathon next year in Tokyo. Have you allowed yourself to dream of that day yet? And is there a baby in these dreams yet? I have allowed myself to actually dream. I think that is probably my, uh, my dream right now. All the time, like, I have dreamed about how I am going to have my baby. She's going to be in Tokyo with me. She's not going to know what's going on. But she's going to be my main motivation and also that I am going to be in that race, God willing, and hopefully, you know, everything goes well. I am going to be very fit, and I am going to defy all the odds and, you know, everything else in between. And I am going to have an amazing race. And as a new mom, it's going to be an inspiration to so many other professional athletes who would like to be moms while they still, uh, you know, while they're at the peak of their career. So I dream about that race a lot. I dream about running that race as if I didn't take a break to have a child. I love that. Alphine, thank you so much for, for, for taking the time to do this. I, I'm going to have a lot of fun putting this story together and excited for, for everyone to, to you know share your announcement and, and uh, this story on, on Sunday. I am excited too. So thanks, Chris.